double again. I want to see a triple doink. It might happen. Doink. Double doink. Double doink. Double doink. Triple doink. Quadruple doink. 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 Double doink right there. Doink. Doink. A double doink. Double doinker. Dicker the kicker. Triple doinks it in. Doink. 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 Double doinks and sackles. Teaching you how to football. Can you teach the Panthers how to football? I hope so this week, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to say they can do it this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Fernando. I'm Travis. Jimmy G, the stat boy. There's no name this week. Okay. All right. <laughs> Even better. All right. Well, we are coming to you on a Saturday, talking about last week's games, and uh, we'll go with some picks coming up on Sunday and Monday. Um, where do we go? Did you want to give us a trivia question to start this thing off? Mr. Statboy. Um, sure. Can, let's see. Can you guess? So there's a whole bunch of games this year where the all-time records are tied. Can you guess how many, what's the record between the Vikings and the Bengals? Vikings and Bengals. All time. So they go back to the 60s. I'm going to go with four and four. They are seven and seven. Fourteen oh. games. They have Maybe played six each other. Six, so. six, yeah. yeah. And then this week, uh, we have a large, long-time rival between the Saints and the Falcons. They are tied overall. Um, remember, the Saints and the Falcons were also in the same division in the NFC West long ago. <laughs> I like how they were in the West. Yes. Like the Falcons right. in the West. Uh, Below the Rams and the Niners at that point. Yeah. yeah. It was like before the South was created, like the Jags were in the Central. Right. Or yeah. the North, I guess. Be the there. North, yeah. And the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the uh, <coughs> NFC Central as well mm-hmm. for the um, longest time. So I'm going to go uh, like 100 games, 110 games. 108. 54 mm. and 54. Yeah. They also played last week of the season. Yeah. Um, any other games here? I don't think we check. Oh, there's a Panthers one. Panthers and the Titans, they're tied overall. I'm going to say 2-2. Two and two. Mm. Maybe three and three. I'm gonna change that to three and three. I'm going two and two. Three and three is correct. Mm. Boom. Six games. So, you um, know, they've only been around since '94. The Panthers and they play each other. What? Well, now every four years. Back in the day, they sometimes didn't even play. Sometimes they played for for a while. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, well, let's look at uh, those week eleven scores from last week. Uh, we'll start off with that Thursday night game, just because of the injuries that happened. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, Burrow done for the year. Mark Andrews, Ravens tight end, out for the year. Fantasy teams were hurting after that game. My DraftKings was hurting after that game, too. <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a straight run with uh, Burrow and Andrews. Burrow went down and lost everything. Um, I don't know if it was the condition of the field or, or what really it was by that point, but it, it was kind of weird to see that many players just dropping like flies. Uh, I remember someone got angry about like the hip drop tackle that they always talk about on Andrews. I didn't really see it as much um, as like I, I've seen the hip drop tackle like on other people. Um, I just don't understand like when like how a better way you can get people to to go down, especially big guys like that. Right. Um, you know, I I think uh, I was called like the the alligator death roll. What the defenders do with like the ankles sometimes when they're pulling down. Oh, the quarterback. I yeah. always feel that that's more dangerous than the hip drop is. Uh, just in general, just because as your body's going down, sometimes your ankle's going the other way. I think I've seen a lot more injuries on that one. I, there's not a lot you can do. It's football. This is yeah. this is kind of what happens. Um, I mean, if they don't want injuries, it's like, I remember someone saying but way back in the day, like 10 years ago, this older guy's like, it's going to be two-hand touch before you know it. You just watch. Probably. And it's like, if they don't want these injuries, that's what it's going to have to be because you got to get the guy down. 
And if I, I don't know, it's it's injuries are part of the game, and you know if you want to keep football, it's already getting a little softer with uh, the protecting of the quarterback and all that jazz. It's I don't know. Well, it depends on what quarterback, I guess. Is That's uh, very true. Yeah. Uh, no, but I I think I think there's an argument there for you know real grass as opposed to artificial turf. I think that you make an argument for that one. Um, you know, I would I don't know the stats on it. By that point, but I think one of the biggest things that you look at if you wanted to like care about the players and like their health, it's these like short weeks. That's the big thing. I mean, mm. you have Thursday night games, oh, you have yeah. Friday night games. Eventually, we get Saturday night games. You know, Sunday and Monday have always been football games, but as you continue to add it and you have football all week, that's I think where you start getting injury because I mean you're breaking up training routines, you're breaking up things like that. So, but that's not going to stop. In fact, we're just adding even more. We're, yeah. we're, we're sending them across the, the, the ocean by this point, and the, the Germany, and you know the, the amount of travel that these players are going through, that's where you fix injuries. Yeah. But I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. There's a chance that Andrews' injury might be not as bad, and he might come back for a deep Ravens playoff run. A deep! But, but for playoff fantasy teams, fantasy football teams, that is not really helpful because your week ends like week 14. No, they are not. Another game I like to watch in uh, that Steelers Browns game. I don't know, thir- a thirteen to ten, Cleveland. They just, you know, I've always Cleveland's always kind of just been my backup, a backup team because they're always terrible. It's another Midwest team. They're in the AFC, so it's like not a rival. Um, I was pissed off when what's his name went there to be their quarterback, but now mm-hmm. that he's gone, I can like I feel like I can cheer for them again. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland is just so scrappy. That defense, I love watching that defense. Miles Garrett, uh, that secondary. I think they got the number one pass defense in the NFL. The Browns are the Browns are like a team. I don't think you want to play in the playoffs just with that defense. No, uh, I think we actually the Jaguars haven't come up uh, in a few weeks, and I I just don't look forward to that game. Uh, the defense is yeah, I mean very scrappy. They get to the ball. Uh, their play calling schemes are fantastic. I mean they're definitely one of the top statistical defenses in the NFL. Um, and it's, it's interesting to watch them. I mean, they have these great wide receivers, but they haven't really had a quarterback to throw it to them. Uh, but Njoku's having a good season. Uh, and, you know, the next man up in the running back room by that point with Ford and even Kareem Hunt, like, had a couple good uh, games so far uh, after losing Nick Chubb. I would, I, like, it's interesting to think about, like, how scary this team would be, even without he who should not be named, if Nick Chubb was still... Healthy. 100%. Uh, like, I think that we would be talking about them at the top of the AFC North. I mean, they're essentially there right now. They're almost, anyway. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think that they are a scarier team than Baltimore is, like, hands down. Uh, another one, uh, this was kind of a heartbreaker for the Bears, Bears and Lions. Uh, Bears had a 12-point lead, I want to say, with under five minutes to go. And uh, they just kind of gave it away. Goff came alive. They got a quick touchdown to... Uh, What's uh what's their uh, rookie not rookie or the second Jameson, Jameson, Jameson Williams. Williams there it is, Jameson Williams had that uh, deep one it's like too quick of a score when you're up by two scores and then boom seven points in like a minute you're like oh here we go it's like the Bears had already put up too many points it's like I don't think they can put up anymore and sure enough they didn't well yeah they had a twelve point lead with four minutes and fifteen seconds left uh you know the Lions score within like the next like minute and a half by that point um you know they went back down they got the ball back you know they score with like twenty nine seconds left Justin Fields fumbling the ball with twenty two seconds left and having it uh you know running the bounce for a safety by that point was just kind of like icing on the cake yeah really. you know I mean like you kind of hoped you're hoping like this is the magic that we watched Justin Fields do last year you know he's a Madden you know, cheat code by that point. And, like, he kind of felt like maybe it was coming. Like, and I like I was even cheering for it to come by that point. 
And then, bam, fumble, Aiden Hutchinson out of the back of the end zone. Safety. Yeah, I was hoping that... Uh, I, was, I, was, I was pulling for the Bears in this game, but, yeah, that's... I think that seemed too foolhardy to think the Bears would win this game. But it was just like they had such a great lead and just had good momentum going that game. But, nope. It's hard to pick the Bears any time. Uh, Chargers let the Packers get away with one last week. Uh, that game was ugly to watch. Keenan Allen dropped a sure touchdown. Dropped two sure touchdowns. Two sure touchdowns. Quentin Johnson Quint dropped Johnson a game. Dropped one uh, the game-winning 70-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. There was that. Like, the Chargers really, like, I always say Detroit Detroit's themselves. Uh, the Chargers really are chargering themselves. Again, there's going to be coaches fired at the end of the year. Brandon Staley has got... Is that his name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I say it right. Yeah. Has got to go. He has. I think he is the worst coach. Now that McDaniels is out of uh, the Raiders, I think he is the worst coach in the NFL. He's up there. I mean, uh, I don't think Frank Reich's doing a great job over there in uh, you know, Carolina yeah, right now, but he doesn't true. have a lot to work with. Uh, Brandon Staley... Um, I saw someone post something the other day talking about how um, uh, Justin Herbert is the next Philip Rivers. Uh, the guy will be statistically like incredible. Uh, he'll have like great teams around him, but because the Chargers always find a way to Chargers themselves up, uh, you know you're going to get like the number one seed in the NFL and still like lose in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, I I just I mean it's it's same old story. I mean this has not changed in the 40 years that I've been on Earth by this point. Um, I just don't see how <laughs> that the Chargers get out of their own way. Uh, I mean, jumping ahead on like the the, the schedule that that same week, uh, talking about drop passes as well. The Chiefs and Eagles. Oh I yeah. Mean, and and my favorite meme. I mean, what is it? Miko Harmon had it like right in his hands. Oh, like couldn't it was hold on to perfect it. Perfect throw um, right there. Great, great right there. I mean, you know, ruined the the, the home like the homecoming and everything like that in Kansas City. And then my favorite video that I've seen, it's like a TikTok, I've seen it on Reels as well, is at the end of the game, uh, Patrick Mahomes was walking off the field and took like his towel and like his gloves and threw it to a fan in the stands, and the fan dropped it, and it right below just said one more drop for Patrick Mahomes before he left the stadium. (laughs) I mean, I can't even believe how many drops were in that game either. Yeah. Um, It's just their wide receivers were not bailing out their quarterbacks. And the the Chiefs could have, like, look at that week one game against Detroit, first game of the year. Uh, same kind of thing. Like their receivers are trash. Like Mahomes can only do so much. Like getting rid of—I mean, I understand having to get rid of Tyreek Hill. You got the draft picks, but give the guy someone to throw to. Canarius Tony, that, Sky Moore. That's like, not named Travis Kelsey by that point. Yeah. Now I feel like defenses are actually starting to like figure out the Travis Kelsey routine. hundred percent. And realize that you know we can let Miko Harmon run for all the way down the field because he's going to drop it regardless. Marquez Zelda uh, Scanling drop will drop some. He's he always drops some with the Packers, and now he's doing it in Kansas City. Well, Kelsey also kind of had a bad game too. He that dropped some passes. He fumbled it. Dropped a couple. It did that fumble. Time. But but once again, I mean, just like the Charger game, like the yeah. Chiefs and Mahomes, like they they put the team in the place to win, and there were very key drops that just happened. Like I mean. The one at the end, like right on the goal line, was was just the worst. I mean, it was right there; should have been caught. That goes up there with Quinton Johnson as one of the worst drops. Of yeah, the season of, so far. I mean, it's, at least of that week, Quentin like Johnson, it was yeah. drop central. And again, we were talking about the Chargers charging themselves. One thing I just remembered wasn't it the one year where they had the number one like offense and the number one defense as far as yards yep. given up, and they did not make the playoffs. Yep, uh, no, they did make the playoffs. Uh, okay, I feel like. they had the number one. I offense thought that was when they went eight and eight, and they missed oh, out on the division. Yeah, you're to right the on Broncos. that one. You're, you're on that one. Yeah. 
I was by the one where they're the number one overall seed, and uh, Tom Brady and Co. came in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. And uh, was it, it wasn't Butler, was it Brown? <coughs> the DB, no, uh, oh, he, he intercepted the ball and didn't go down and fumbled it. And the back Patriots to the Patriots. It, and the Patriots yeah. ended up winning that game. That was the best <coughs> shot. That Or the one where the Chargers went to the AFC Championship game, but Phillip Rivers had two torn ACLs. And how to beat Tom Brady. And, uh, yeah, that was a tough one. That was uh, some tough, some tough, tough games as Charter fans. Um, I feel bad for you guys. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about your uh, Jaguars from last week? Uh, yeah. I mean, Giving we, it to the we, Titans. We could, we could, I mean, I always love beating the Titans. You know, like it's always, since I've been a Jaguar fan for the past seven years now, uh, that's always the team that's had our number. Uh, Derek Henry's had our number. Shoving him up and everything like that was fantastic. Uh, this was the most complete game I think the Jaguars have played. Trevor Lawrence had four touchdowns. Uh, he he has been accurate essentially all season, uh, but now you know Calvin Ridley picked back up. You're kind of starting to see what this offense can actually do when they start becoming more balanced, as opposed to just relying on ETN or you know just like trying to feed it to Ingram and Kirk. As they start spreading the ball out with Zay Jones getting back stuff like that, I think that this is the most sound that they've done. Big game coming up this week, but we'll talk about that later. And then uh, Jimmy G, Stat Boy, your Niners really gave it to the Bucks. I don't know if we have to say anything about that. That was just not uh, much. Though I was like very surprised that uh, just having a game from the Jaguars game that they were able to do the same stuff because I was like, this is it looked like a trap game. This is the yeah. in between game between the Thanksgiving game day game. Well, we'll talk about next week. I was just thinking they're no they're not going to focus on this team probably, but they did fine. And their defense with the new additions is going to be scary. All right, I think the last game from last week we'll talk about. Let's talk about those Vikings on Sunday Night Football in Denver. Yeah. Uh, I got some. Uh, I've, I've gotten a little frustrated with the play calling out of uh, Kevin O'Connell because he gets like a week before against the Saints. We're up twenty-four to three at the half. We come out and kick a field goal to start the second half, twenty-seven to three. You think we got this game locked up and just keep keep the you know pedal to the metal. But they just got so conservative in that second half against the Saints. And then in this game, like they did not try I there were rare any uh, throwing it downfield. It was all like little out routes to Hawkinson or Addison and they you know they, they built up a lead and then they just kinda like it's like they're trying to kill the clock with like a quarter and a half to go. It's like, what are you doing? Like, we still need to keep scoring more points. Our defense was playing great up until the last drive. I don't think we gave up a touchdown until the last touchdown of the game. And then even with the, we still had a minute to go, down by one, we only need a field goal to win. Again, not going downfield. It's like, they just got conservative. It was a frustrating game to watch, a frustrating game, frustrating loss, snapping a five-game winning streak. But, ugh. I know it's it's hard, I think, uh, you know, switching out with Dobby Dimes by this point, this is his, uh, what, second week that he's played? Third, uh, week? third. third week? Well, he didn't technically start against the uh, Falcons. He came in and like got the... Like, so it's his second start. You yeah. know, we're now two weeks in with him actually taking reps with the team, let alone first team reps. Um, and, you know, missing JJ is going to hurt as well. Um, I think that you, you still kind of have to keep, like, the... the the, the training wheels on him right now. And so, like, I understand, like, the little outs and everything like that. What I don't understand is is kind of pulling back on the aggressiveness of play calling. And I think that's a that's a thing. Once again, the Chargers charging themselves up. That's a team that does that as well. Uh, like, I miss the teams that would go up by, like, 30 points and just wouldn't stop scoring. 
Yeah. But just keep the gas on. Like, let it go. I don't care if it's, like, considered bad faith or anything like that. If you can't stop me when I'm running down the field by that point, then you can't stop me. You can't stop me. Uh, just run up the score if you don't want... If yeah. that's, like, poor sportsmanship for... Run, then don't let it happen. Like, you're letting it happen. Like, they're going out there trying to do their thing. And another thing with this, I want Ty Chandler as the feature back over uh, Alexander Madison. That guy is a fumbling machine this year. He had a key turnover in that game. That was a at least three points off the board because I think we were down in field goal range at that point. And I just cannot stand like whenever he gets the ball. Like I got that way with P- Adrian Peterson back in the day because he was fumbling so much. It's like. Uh, like it's like ball security, like in the turnover margin, at Vikings have got to be the worst in the league. Like they, I think they were zero and th- like, I think they lost at three to zero on Sunday night. And uh, again, they're in all these games. Like you look at the first, th- starting off zero and three, it was all the turnover margin, like was terrible. And uh, like all those games, one score games, you take away a couple turnovers, boom. You're winning that game. Turnovers are it's a the scary slope. It's, I mean, it's the when the Jaguars got blown out by the Niners. The biggest reason that happened was, like, I think there were three, four turnovers in that game. And every single time we'd have a drive, it'd be like a fumble or like yeah. a pick or something like that. And then you just watch the Niners go down and capitalize on it. Uh, like, I get it. I mean, one thing that can be said, though, about this game is kind of the resurgence of, like, the Denver Broncos as well. Like, it, they, they don't win pretty. They don't win great. I mean, they're still better than the Steelers are, right? You know? like yeah. I mean, they have essentially the same record by this point. I think they're, like, a game behind the Steelers. But... They don't win pretty, they don't win great, but they're doing what they have to. They started the season one and five, and here we are, the, the Broncos hitting was five and five now. Yeah. So I mean the four game winning streak. They have a winnable game this week against the Browns as well. Like, I mean, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are kind of figuring out what they need to do in Denver to win these games. It took them a little, a little bit of time, but they're finally like starting to figure it out, which is kind of scary what they're possibly capable of. Guess what the Vikings turnover ratio is? Uh the, of the season. I'm going to say they are a negative 13. Oh, I was going to go 13. I'll go 15. Hopefully this is this year's. They are a negative 6. Oh, that cannot be it. That is, I, I don't think that. I know we won a few games, like during the five-game winning streak, it might have got. Maybe kind of like differentials. Yeah, maybe this differential is something else. We have nine picks, six. Anyway, then there's the, the team on top of this, I would not have guessed, which is the Steelers at plus 11. Um, maybe well, well that makes sense because they're a terrible team who's winning games. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the turnover margin is a huge part of winning games, and if you're going to constantly give the ball up and not score points, and give the other team the opportunity to score points. I mean, even the first drive, like Dobby Dimes had his uh, that fumble on that terrible play call. I do not like him getting lit up. Oh, and that what's that Jackson uh, something Jackson for Denver who he got suspended for four games Deion Jackson Deion Jackson yeah that guy that guy is gonna get he had like two or three helmet to helmets and I was just like no and no penalties were thrown on it but I digress uh, yeah. so the two worst turnover differentials in the NFL right now can you guess those teams is the NFC and an AFC team is it the Vikings it is not what is it the Bears it is not actually is it the uh, Panthers? No. Cardinals? No. Wow. What the? I'm going over all the terrible teams. Who yeah. else could it be? The Washington football commies oh. are the worst with minus nine right now. And the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. at minus seven. <coughs> so the Vikings have six picks oh, given man. away and 14 fumbles for a total of 20 giveaways. 
They have 14 takeaways. That's right. where the negative six comes from. I guess that five-game winning streak got it back to a close. It was like you don't pay attention to the negative stuff. You never yeah. pay attention to the positive stuff. I only know the negative stuff. And they were like, I, I know they were like a negative nine after that 0-3 start. Something like that. Well, should we take a, we'll take a quick break here and uh, we'll go over some uh, Week 12 picks. Uh, we got our Sunday and Monday games and uh, we'll be back right after this. Yeah, <laughs> Double doinks and That was my impression goes. of Kansas City receivers. Oh, oh, too, watching too many drop balls last weekend yeah. and just dropping shit all Do- over the place. Dorking it off of the uh, timer there. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so our Thanksgiving picks are already in. Uh, we don't have to go through all of them, but uh, I did go uh, three and one. I thought you went two and two. Mm-hmm. No, you went three and one. Three and one, because I got the Packers, my oh. friend. Yeah, I just oh, you one. picked the Packers. Yes, sir. And the Seahawks. I did. That's my only okay. one. Okay, that's the three and one. I also went three and one because I went favorite on all three of all four of them. Yeah, fair enough. From the car, from his car. Yeah, from the first car. time we simulcast from that. Hopefully, we got the rights for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might be hearing from my lawyer in yeah. a week or two. Okay. Yeah. So let's look at those Sunday games. Sunday morning, ten a.m. Uh, first one on the slate. We got the Saints <clears throat> visiting the Falcons. Uh, first place on the line in the a- NFC South, uh, four and six Falcons, five and five Saints. New Orleans, one and a half point favorites on the road in the division rival. I this is Atlanta. Their coach, another terrible coach, by the way. We talked a lot about Staley really in the first half. He's, he yeah. He needs to realize that Bijan Robinson needs to be the focal point of that offense with that terrible quarterback. Receivers are decent, but. Receivers can only do so much with uh, the person throwing you the ball. I think, like, I'm hoping, this isn't even thinking, I'm just hoping he realizes we drafted this guy in the top 10. We need him to touch the ball more. I'm going to say Bijan has a game. Falcons win right back into that division hunt, tying themselves up with the Saints. So I say Saints win, or I'm sorry, Falcons win, upset. One and a point, one and a point underdog upset. Hey, yeah. one and a half point. They're still underdogs. It might not be a huge underdog, but originally about Arthur Smith, like he would, lo- he, lo- he loves like taking his best weapon and throwing it away and seeing it still beat you. And he doesn't have the gravitas yet to do that. Um, I'm picking the Saints to win and cover this because Derek Carr will be back. They'll be have a little cohesion on that offense to be able to do that. And Falcons are getting back Desmond Ritter, and I do not believe this Falcons team has what it takes to win. So, yeah, Saints win and cover. I'd, I have to agree with you on this one. I, I think if this is the Atlanta Taylor Heideke Falcons, uh, I, I think that that guy just brings um, a lot of kind of like locker room vibe like to the field uh, at that point. I don't think Algier knows, uh, not Algier, Ritter knows what's going on yet. Uh, speaking of Algier, though, I mean, they did a fifth-round pick for him last year. He's had a pretty good season. So, I mean, the one and two between the two of them is fantastic. Uh, and hopefully Bijan's uh, headaches are gone by that point. But Derek Carr is coming back. Uh, they have no Michael Thomas because uh, he hates construction workers. And um, I don't know. I, I think that's actually a better thing. I think Raheed Shahid has had a great season so far. Olave could uh, you know stand a breakout 
and uh, Kamara is is playing really well. So give me the, uh, the the Saints to go. They're they're just the better team in the NFC South. Like there's not. I don't think it's really that close. And I think the Saints are going to start proving that coming up real quick. Take it for the Panthers, fan. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, the Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals starting. Uh, what is it? Brown Browner. Something Browning. Jake, Jake Browning. Browning. Jake Browning. A.J. McCarron, the backup. Former Viking backup, Jake Browning. Uh, Pittsburgh will be two-and-a-half-point favorites going into Cincinnati. Look, we saw it last weekend. These AFC North games, they're fucking fun to watch. I love watching these games. It is some gritty, sloppy, like defensive struggle type of shit. You got two, it's going to be two terrible offenses with uh, their quarterback situations. I'm going to go with the home team. Another upset. Bengals are going to win this game at home. I think their defense will, like both teams are going to slow each other down. It's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I think the Bengals still have the better offensive weapons. You got Pickett over there on Pittsburgh, but you got all those receivers plus Joe Mixon for, uh, for Cincinnati. I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, getting their first win without Jer- Joe Jerber 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 Joe Burrow in a while. Give me the Bengals. This game is going to be ugly because you got Matt Canada getting fired from the Steelers. That's a play call duties. You got dissension in the ranks. You got Deontay Johnson fight with Minka Fitzpatrick in the locker room. You got the Bengals trying to figure out if they have the same offense with Jake Browning. Um, but. Yeah, I like I like chaos. So give me the Bengals in this game for some reason. Hell yeah! It's going to be an ugly game. So weather in Cincinnati is supposed to be 44 degrees and raining. Nice! That's, that's a little nippy. Yeah. Uh, the over-under on this game, anyone take a <coughs> shot at it? Uh, 37.5. 24. Oh, 36 and a half. So oh. close. Woo! Close. Oh, so close. I thought you were just going to go 37. Like I was going to give it to you. Yeah. Um... You know, this is a coin flip of a game. Matt Catter get fired. I think they did that more to kind of save the locker room. I think there was enough in there for the players getting angry about what's happening with the play calling and stuff like that. You know it's bad when the head coach tells the offense coordinator, you got to come down to the side of the lines at least, like, you know, to try and do it. And then he gets fired like two weeks later. Um, it doesn't change the Steelers. The Steelers are still one of the worst teams, I think, that are out there with a good record. Um, I think the Bengals have a lot to play for. I think if this is in Pittsburgh... I'd take Pittsburgh with like seven points all day. 100% with you. Uh, In Cincinnati with terrible weather, I mean, this game leads up to a Bengals victory uh, with Joe Mixon and and just getting behind that defense. Uh, So give me the Bengals to sort of save their season right now, keep it on life support, I guess. But uh, yeah, give me the Bengals to win. All right, we got the one and nine Panthers traveling to the three and seven Tennessee Titans. Are they one and nine? Really? They are no. one and nine. Tennessee three and a half point favorites in this game. Um, I'm waiting. Like the Panthers put it together for that one game. They got their one win. I think they are going to get their second win. Uh, Tennessee. They looked great in um, Levis's first start. He like lit up the scoreboard, but he has been garbage ever since. I think. With that Panthers defense, the strength of their team, I think they will give him another garbage game. He's going to play like trash. And I'm going to say the Panthers go out there and they get their second win of the season. Keep pounding, baby. That's that's three upsets for me so far. I got three upsets on this slate. I'm just picking upsets this week. Yeah, um, I, have, I have this feeling the Panthers are going to win this game. Like The Titans aren't very interesting. They uh, barely have an offense that can do get together. Who knows who the running back is? It's definitely not Henry. It's definitely not Spears. I don't know what they're choosing. 
And um, like I think people have started to figure out Levis a little bit as well. So yeah, um, yeah, give me the Panthers. Second win. Keep pounding. Yeah. I don't know what Kool Aid you guys are drinking right now. It's really delicious. But maybe you poured me some because I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. Hell yeah! Listen, I I think that it's going to come down to turnovers, right? We we always hash it. It's like the easy cop out for like the commentator to say something about like not turning the ball over. I, the Titans have not been great at creating turnovers this year, and I think if the Panthers could just hold on to the ball, uh, I think that they could have their weights. It's what happened against Houston. Yeah, right? it's how they beat Houston. They didn't have any turnovers in that game, and they were able to like you know create. Uh, some turnovers against like C.J. Stroud and stuff like that. C.J. Stroud is far better than Will Levis or Malik hundred whoever the Titans want to try it out there uh, behind center. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry kind of a shell of his own self. I mean, he still almost has like seven hundred yards rushing on the season by this point, which is under for him by that. Point. It's under, uh, and it's a very quiet seven hundred. Like I didn't know yeah. that stats. When you said that, I'm like, no way. He yeah, has 700 he's yards. He's got 700. What is it right now? Currently, it is 663 yards. So okay. He's right there by seven. That's still, uh, yeah, that's still that more point. than I thought he would have at um, this point of the season. But Tajay Spears, I mean, that, that's a guy that's kind of, I mean, he's in the background. Like, Derrick Henry, like, we know that the King is, is about to go down. Like, Tajay Spears, like, I mean, he returns kicks. He can catch out of the backfield. He's a more complete back, I think. And as they start getting him in more, I think the Titans will have a better chance of winning these games. It's not going to happen this week. Uh, just it won't unless Derrick Henry just goes down. Um, but no, give me the give me the Panthers to uh, go into uh, Tennessee and win a game. Hell yeah, we got the Buccaneers traveling to Indy, taking on the Colts. Uh, Indianapolis two and a half point favorites. Um, again, I am on the upset train this week, fellas. I am going to take the Buccaneers to go into Indy. And beat Gardner Minshew and company on the road. I feel like the Bucks defense will slow down that Colts offense. And Baker will do just enough to uh, secure a victory. It's not going to be a great game to watch. But I just think uh, the Bucks, the Bucks can go in and do that. And, I mean, it, let's just say all this shit happens. Like, we could have a three-way tie on top of that. I am taking all the NFC South teams. I'm just realizing wow, this. Wow. The worst division in... Football. I'm taking all three of them. Are you seeing a problem yet with your, with your choices? No. This is where this is where that division turns it around. We can we can stop year. or re-record. <laughs> Bucks win. We're gonna have a three-way tie in that division at four, five, and six. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna pick the Bucks too. Drink the same Kool-Aid because it tastes delicious. I, I wonder which game we want to put on our fifth TV. Oh, yeah, because we got six games. We, we got, got five Bucks, TVs. Colts on one TV, or do we want to put the next game where we're talking about Patriots Giants on that also? I think Is we should that... do a split screen with those two and then put yeah, all the good okay. games on there. That, they, these split. two games seem really bad. Yeah. Like, maybe the Panthers Titans has a little bit of like interest. A little bit. But yeah, that. Yeah, those, these two games are pretty bad to look. Um, yeah, but give me the Bucks to win this game. I, I just coin flip, but I'm drinking that Kool Aid. I mean, uh, the Bucks. Bucks have been adequate enough this season. Uh, Baker's doing just enough to kind of keep them in games. Um, the Colts at home. I think if this game was in Tampa, I might take Tampa on it. But the Colts at home, uh, I'm going to lean towards the Colts on this one, especially covering on it. The interesting factor that we didn't talk about was if the Colts win and the Jags lose tomorrow, then essentially you have the Colts one game out of first place. With the Texans owning first place with two victories over the Jags, and suddenly the mm. AFC South is now very interesting. Um, so that's something you know we can talk about later. But the Colts, I think 
Colts are frisky enough. Jonathan Taylor's starting to get his carries by this point. Pittman's having a pretty good year. Uh, and Minshew is doing enough to keep him in there. And they have that great kicker. Good. Um, playing in, in the Dome. Give me the Colts. All right. Uh, the trash game of the week. We got the Patriots going to the Giants. East Rutherford. Uh, three and eight versus two and eight. Who? New England four point favorites in this game. You know what? Danny DeVito's kid looked good in uh, the last game. I'm gonna say he comes out and he looks good in this game. Give me the Giants to beat the Patriots. Get their fourth win of the year. That's another upset, folks. Giants four point underdogs. I think they go. They they hold up against a terrible team. They get the dub, and that's all I gotta say about that. Feel like this uh, Patriots horrible season is going to continue. Um, the Giants showed something last week. Um, I was not expecting them to win. They won last week, right? They won. Yeah, they, they did. They beat the yeah, Commies. The Commies. Yeah, that's that's uh, surprising. So, and the Patriots are finally switching off from um, Mac Jones. That's going to be the, the Billy Zappy show. The Bailey Zap Zap Bailey or show. Bailey Zappy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me Kill the Giants it. to win this game. Zappy Bailey. Zappy Bailey. More upsets, the better for this week. Hell who yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Upset Central. Upsets. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they say it's always sunny <coughs> in Philadelphia, but right now it seems like it's always sunny in New York. So give me the Giants and Tommy DeVito uh, over the Patriots. The Patriots are bad. Uh, Bill Belichick has kind of. Um, they checked out this season. Uh, they're talking about maybe him going to the Chargers next season. If oh, <laughs> um, Gross. But I think I think wow. this is the last year of uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, at the helm for the New England Patriots. I'm just wondering if they'll let him have the grace to go out at the end of the season, or if they'll fire him mid-season by this point. I don't think, I they, don't think they will not. Fire they will him. never fire him. He brought what six Super Bowls to that organization. Could, could you just imagine that Robert Kraft coming in and be like, "Hey, Bill, I'm going to have to let you go." He's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> And Robert Kraft was like, you're right, Bill. I'm you're right, not. Bill. I'm, yep. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Carry on. Have a good day. Robert Kraft walks out. Bill Belcher's like, good. Good. <laughs> no, uh, the Patriots are bad. Giants are better. Not much better. But I, I'm just shocked. This is the biggest spread so far of these uh, of these morning games. It is the biggest spread for yeah. the morning games. Four points. The Patriots are favored. That seems a little nuts to me. I figured this would be another like one and a half, two and a half point game. Like if I'm in Vegas, I'm at least putting like money down on the Giants to cover for. Got like, to. I mean, all day. Their defense has definitely started looking better, and uh, yeah, I mean, outside of Ramondre Stevenson, I don't know what the Patriots have going for. Right yeah, now. Hunter Henry maybe. Got, I mean, do you got that Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas is their guy. They got like there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Gross. Well, we so you, you got the Giants as well. I got the Giants. Is that what as you well, say? Yeah. All right. Up next, we have probably the best game. Is this the only game with two winning records? Yeah. Final morning game, we have the Jaguars at the Texans. Big division rival, Jacksonville, two-point favorites. I am looking forward to this game, and I am going to say, after Sunday, there will be a new team in first place in the AFC South, and it will be the Houston Texans. Uh, Because with a win over Jacksonville, they will tie them. And that will be a sweep on the season series, so they own that tiebreaker in Houston. Oh, they did win earlier this they season. They did. Oh. I like Houston to win this game, Travis. I apologize. But uh, Houston, I'm a believer in C.J. Stroud. I'm a believer in uh, Demo- what's uh, who's their coach, your 
former defensive D'Amico coordinator. D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans. I love what he, by the way, coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year, and coach of the year are both coming out of Houston. That's going to happen. Give me the Texans. Another upset. They're two-point underdogs. I got the upsets. Just keep going with the upsets. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game is going to be really good, and I can't wait to watch it. This game is going to you got two offenses that are going to clash, and they're going to show what they're made of. But I feel like the Texans have a little bit more to gain right now, and I think they have more motivation because they want to like prove that first game wasn't a fluke. So, yeah. Give me the Texans. Upset City. We'll just keep this Upset City train going. I don't even understand what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. What's up, Mr. Duvall? What do you what I, do you got? What I, do you got to say I, about I all really this? don't I really don't understand what's happening right now, to be honest with you. Listen, the Texans caught the Jaguars off guard uh in the third week of the season. Uh definitely took them out in Duval by that point. Um outside of that the Texans haven't not beaten a winning football team this season. At all. Really? Their wins are against the Bengals. They're 5-5. Five five. That's close enough. Okay, not winning. Fair enough. Their wins are against the Bucks. Their wins are against the Cardinals. Their wins are against the Panthers. Uh, no, they lost to the Panthers. Sorry, Ooh. apologize about that. The one win for Oh, that's right. Uh, their wins are against the Saints. Their wins are against the Steelers. Well, that's, I guess, a winning team right there. But there we go. all we all know that they're not really a winning team. Yeah, point, winning team with an asterisk next to uh, it. They lost to the Colts and they lost to the Ravens by this point. I don't understand what crazy pills everyone's been taking. C.J. Stroud has looked fantastic this season. He has. He's looked incredible. Um like it's not even in a, like a subjective opinion by this point. He's objectively the best rookie that's ever played in the NFL, as of this point right now. Ever right now, his stats for like a rookie quarterback, he's he's away. He's he's over Andrew Luck. He's over all these like rookie quarterbacks. Pay- I guess Peyton Manning had by a this point. Rookie year. Um, so he's having statistically one of the best rookie seasons that a rookie has ever had in the NFL. And I get it, D'Amico Ryan's. I get it. Great coach. I think that, you know, with the passing of the baton from the Titans by this year over the Texans, I think the Texans-Jaguars is going to be a good rivalry coming up in the next few years. Watching CJ against Trevor is going to be great. Watching those two coaches go off each other is going to be great. I don't understand why everyone thinks that the Texans actually are going to win this game by this point. Like, the Jaguars, like, have righted the ship. They're starting to get it on. They are the better team up and down papers. This is going based off a of heart if you're taking Houston over Jacksonville. Um, that being said, this game's going to go two ways. Jacksonville's either not going to turn over the ball and it's going to be a complete blowout, or Jacksonville's going to turn over the ball three or four times and they're going to be struggling in the second half to get back in. Right? I think Jacksonville is right at the turnover ship. Give me Jacksonville to cover two points against the Houston Texans. Duval. Duval. Oh. We got the afternoon games. I really like this first one. I think like we talk about the sloppy games. We got the Browns at the Broncos. Broncos riding a four-game winning streak, I believe. Uh, One-and-a-half-point favorites for the Broncos. Seven-and-three Cleveland Browns. They are inching up to that division lead, that AFC North, with a backup quarterback, a stingy defense. You know what? Upset Central. Here we go. I know it's only a point and a half, but they're still the underdogs. Give me the Cleveland Browns. I think they shut down Russell Wilson and company all together. Their offense will do just enough 
Who's their quarterback? Something hyphen something. Darian Robinson. Thompson Robinson. All right. He's Robinson be... Darian Tomlinson. All right. That guy. <laughs> Darian Tomlinson. That guy is going to get his. Is this going to be a second ever start and second ever win if they beat the Broncos? I think he's. I think he started earlier this year. Okay. okay. There's preseason MVP. Okay, preseason. There you go. Give me the Browns. I think that defense is not like Broncos might not hit double digits in this game. I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm going to say the Browns come out, shut them down. And that winning streak, and they are inching themselves. They're going to be in first place in the AFC North after Sunday. That is going to, we'll, I'll explain that later on. But yeah, give me those Cleveland Browns. Let's go, Cleveland. Can you insert Cleveland Rocks, like, right after that? When you do the yeah, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll all right. Cleveland Rocks, there we yeah, go. Yeah, just the, just the first time they say it. Okay. Um, I, I, I like, <laughs> wow, um. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Cleveland Browns in this one. Also inserted again. And, um, yeah, I the Broncos are looking better. They are playing better. But that defense is going to be tough for the Broncos. And, yeah, I feel like this is going to be like a 9-7 score maybe even. Could yeah, this be. Is really, really low. And that yeah. 7 will be a defensive touchdown more than likely. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, but give me the Browns. We'll keep this upset train going. Woohoo. I don't know what you guys did on Saturday morning. That's why we're recording Wednesdays, I guess. Yeah. Uh, now, the, I, I can see the argument there. I can see the Browns coming in here, their defense, uh, you know, set the tone and just say offense not losing the game. However, this game's in Denver. It's supposed to possibly be snowing tomorrow as well. Ooh, uh, I like that. Same so snow story told Teddy about? Give me, give, me, uh, give me the Broncos to keep riding this train uh, and be in the – the the next Dallas Cowboys for everyone to start you know jerking off uh, on the talking cats by that point. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, can you believe this MVP? Coach blah, blah, blah 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 Broncos win. All right. It's be ugly. Next one, another game that this is probably the second worst game on the slate. We got the Rams at the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams <laughs> two and a half point favorites in this game. Cardinals at two and nine. Rams at four and six. Um, I'm gonna say it again, gentlemen. Upset train. I got the Cardinals winning this game. I think Kyler Murray is due for a decent game. Uh, the Rams just won an ugly one against Seattle. I think last week, right? Wasn't that 17-16 game? Very, very terrible game to watch. Uh, but I'm gonna say the Cardinals put it together, get their third win of the year, and take down the LA Rams. Give me them Cardinals. Arr! Is that what a cardinal makes? I think that's Kelly's sound for the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, that's a Seahawks. All right. Yeah. It's a bird. It was just a bird sound. <laughs> that, that, that's our catch. I feel like the Cardinals are more of like a chirp, right? Okay, there it is. Go, Cardinals! Okay, there we go. More fitting. Okay, so we're going to find that cardinal sound later. Um, I would love the Cardinals to win this game. I do not see them winning this game. Rams have Cooper Cup back. They have some... Weapons to get Karen Williams. Is that how you pronounce it? It's Karen Williams. Karen Williams. Karen Williams. Karen Williams back. Um, yeah, give me the Rams to win this and cover. I feel like the Cardinals are... They, they're, they're fun to watch, but yeah, I don't think they would have it. To are they the fun to watch? Well, it's, it's fun watching Ky- Kyler Murray run like he's getting chased by ice cream. Like, I, I, like I, watched, I watched my son grab my hat off my head and run away, and it looks like Kyler Murray like, scrambling for a first down by that point. Yep, they're about the same height. They're about the same height by that point, too. Uh, no, give me the Rams to win this game. Um, I think that they're, 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 like, they're not a great team, but they're like... 
they're like as good as the Steelers, maybe a little bit better than the Steelers. Ooh. But they just they they play they just don't have the luck go their way sometimes. Um I don't know, man. I was looking at tickets for this game just to see what the price was on it. You want to take a guess on how much the lowest seat ticket for this game is? I'm going to say $25. Okay. I'm going to say $40. $14. $25 after probably the fees by that point. Right. But, uh, but no, if you want to go, if you're in Glendale uh, and you have about 20 bucks to spend, you can go watch a football game uh, for this banger one. Uh, but yeah, give me the Rams to win this game. All right, up next we got the Chiefs at the Raiders. The Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites in this one. The upset train stops here because I am going to take the Chiefs to win this. However, just with the way they're playing this year, their receivers are terrible outside of Travis Kelsey. He even had a couple of drops in that rainy game on Monday night and a fumble. Um, the Chiefs will win, but I'm going to say the Raiders are able to uh, keep that score within that 9.5 point spread. So yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but I will say those Raiders uh, manage to cover that spread. So your upset train isn't running through the station, but the cover caboose is still attached to it. It is still it really attached. It's still off. It can't really go through all the way. Your upset caboose, if you want. Upset caboose. <laughs> I really wanted to just go all upsets, but I, I, I can with that game. He has, he has scruples. He has morals. Uh, I agree. Sorry. I agree. The Chiefs are going to win this game. Raiders play tough with defense. They'll keep it close. But, yeah, there's not enough There's not enough execution on the Chiefs to um, warrant a cover. You know? So, yeah, give me the Ra- Raiders to cover this game. But the Chiefs win this. <coughs> I don't know, man. I would love to see the Raiders win this game. I just would. I would too. Uh, Chiefs, I'm with are, you. Chiefs are the the top up there uh, in the AFC race right now, and I like what they're doing with uh, Anthony Pierce, Antonio Pierce, uh, as their head coach. I think the guys are playing in the locker room, but they're just not that good. So, mm-hmm. it, it, it like honestly, I I I would go out so far as to say this: if Jimmy G was playing in this game, then I might actually consider picking the Raiders. <laughs> Upset. Wow. <clears throat> I just I like I would. I mean, like it's just like it's gonna come down to ball control, it's gonna come down to being safe, it's gonna come down to just playing a solid game and and keeping the, the play clock going. Jimmy G's safe with the ball. Um Aiden O'Connell, not so much so far. Uh so we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. But give me the Chiefs to win and cover this game. Uh just straight down. All right, we got our final afternoon game. We got the Buffalo Bills traveling to the city of brotherly love, the Philadelphia Eagles, at 9-1 best record in the NFL. Uh, Philly, just three-point favorites at home. Uh, that upset train is uh, starting back up, you guys, because I think the Bills are going to win this game. I feel like the Eagles are getting getting away with a couple of wins here or there uh, over the last few weeks. They are... Uh, I think they are the second-best team in the NFC. I'm going to still take the Niners over the Eagles as far as overall talent. Uh, I know the record doesn't quite say that, but I think the Eagles are just riding a little too high, and the Bills the Bills need this game way more than the Eagles do. It was kind of like you go look back at that Viking-Bronco uh, game on Sunday night. Like It's an interconference game. It doesn't really – it's not – it's a lesser of an – it's not that important of a game. And the Bills need it more based on their record. Because right now they're not in the playoffs. They're like one of the first teams out of the playoffs. I do think the Bills will make the playoffs. And they got to start winning some games. And I think it starts right here. I'm going to say Josh Allen has uh, one of his best games of the season. 
and the Bills find a way to go in there and get the dub over Philly. Yeah, I feel like the Eagles are going to lose a game. And it feels like they should beat the Bills, but I feel like they are going to lose the Bills because I think that I think they're they're being they're getting away. Yeah, they're, just like you said, they're getting away with wins, and I feel like they can't get away with doing the same stuff they did against this Bills team. This Bills team really wants this win, and they really need this win because they're out of the playoffs. And um, yeah, give me the Bills to win this in an upset, upset special coming back. But up. I'm glad that we didn't do train sounds for every single time we said upset special in this episode. It would have been absolutely. Come on, ride that train. Ooh, ooh. You just, you just made it happen. And ride it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> get me off of this train. Uh, <coughs> feels like you guys are going down the rails on a crazy train, if you would. Oh. Um, no, I, I, I do think that the Bills will make the playoffs still. Uh, I absolutely do. But, you know... If Pittsburgh loses this weekend, there's other ways that the Bills can make it in without winning this game. 100. Right? Um, they still get to play their own division. It's pretty easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, by that point, uh, so there's still wins on the board. This is not one of them. I think the the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, once again, I kind of want to say that the Niners are the best team in the NFC, but the Eagles have yet to show me that they're not. So just based off of that, I'm still going to take the Eagles as the best team, probably in the NFL right now. Um, but we'll find out the, uh, the the answer to that question next week when the uh, 49ers travel to Philly. Ooh, uh, yeah. that's, that's for next week, yeah, not this week. That's gonna be so game. maybe our answers, our questions of who's the top team in the NFC, uh, maybe even the NFL, will be answered next week, hopefully. Uh, but for right now, it's still the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, the Bills have not looked great. So get me the Eagles to win and cover this game. Cover. Uh, uh, cover. Cover. What? I almost went push. Well, that's good. All right. All right. Oh, man. Okay. I would allow it. We would have allowed it. Uh, Sunday night football, we got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers. Three-point underdogs as the Ravens are favored to win by three. That's how that works. Teaching you how to football. Um... I'm going to keep this upset train going. The Chargers like to play down to the competition. They also play up. I feel like they just lost an ugly game in Green Bay with all those drops. I think it's not going to happen in this game. I think they go out firing on all cylinders on offense. Uh, The defense, we'll see what they can do. Um, I'm going to say the Chargers win this game. Another upset. And with Cleveland winning, that will put Cleveland in first place in the AFC North. It's going to happen, you guys. Give me the charges. Go, charges. Go. Yeah. I'm just laughing at Travis's face right now. <laughs> um, now, give me the Ravens. I, I know the Chargers will probably play up to the, the Ravens level in this game, but I think the Ravens are too good, and the Chargers do not execute on their plays to drop season and everything and stuff, considering. But, yeah, give me the Ravens to win this and cover. Austin Eckler looks slow as hell right now. What is wrong with him? Did you did you see last week he had like wide open space? Like I'm pretty sure I could have run faster on that 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 little outplay that he had. Uh, the Chargers are struggling, dude. I mean, they're dropping balls. You know, they're already down Mike Williams by that point. Um, you know, I think that they can put up points. The Ravens defense is is pretty legit this year. They're they're not like the the old Ravens of you know like a couple decades ago. But they're they're still really solid. 
Uh, the Chargers will score some points in this game regardless of that. The problem is, is that the Chargers have one of the worst rush defenses in the entire NFL. And so, like, I mean, if you have Gus Edwards, if you have, uh, was it Keaton, Keaton Mitchell Keaton by that point, or Lamar Jackson, like, I'm starting all of them this week because <laughs> I absolutely believe that the Ravens are just going to run all over the Chargers. We shall see. Monday night football. We have the Bears at the Vikings. Keep that upset train going, right? Uh, so I'm going to have two picks this week that are not upsets, and this is the other one. Uh, Vikings Shocking. are coming off of a tough loss. Uh, no Kirk Cousins prime time game. So we're going to get the pastronaut out there to rebound from, I think, uh, I, I blame the coaching. I said this in the beginning when we recapped the last game. Coaching needs to do a better job of, like, being more creative. We got, I know Jefferson's not out there. Get Ty Chandler be in the backfield and like you throw it to Hawkinson. Go downfield a little bit. You got Addison who's a good deep threat. Hawkinson go down the seam. Like like spread it out a little more. Like make some shit happen. Um, Justin Fields. This game does scare me. I could easily see the Bears winning this game because that's that would be a Minnesota thing to happen. Uh, but I will say the Vikings win this game. They cover those three points. Skull baby. Here we go. Well, let's go back on the. That's not. We're gonna not go on the upset train. Um, I agree. Um, but I can totally see the Bears winning this accidentally. And uh, but accidentally, yeah, yeah, accidentally. Yeah, give me the Vikings to win this game. But yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be close. It's, it's gonna yeah. be really close and uncomfortable for all watching to have vested interest. Vikings win a cover. Hmm. Mm. I felt bad last week when I, I chose the Broncos over the Vikings. I, I don't like cheering against my, my friends' teams. Um, and a part of me feels bad this week for wanting to pick the Bears. However, I'll make it up to you from last week. You guys are going to win this week. And cover Vikings by three. Skull. All right, we are going to come up next with some hot takes for uh, these the week, uh, the Sunday games. And uh, right, let's should we just go into it? Yeah, we can just go well, into okay, it. Okay, let's go into it. My first, I got two hot takes. I think we're all, are we all doing two hot takes? Or? Are we all doing? right. Hot take number one. Bijan Robinson scores at least two touchdowns against the Saints on Sunday. He has four touchdowns on the year, two rushing, two receiving, all of them in separate games. He will get at least two touchdowns in this game. And another thing, with that Panthers upset that, that we're all picking against the Titans, I'm going to say the Panthers' defense will score a touchdown in this game. There will be a defensive score for them Carolina Panthers. So those are my two hot takes for Week 12. Well, I got one hot take only, and it's a really stupid stat. I feel like Josh Allen will have two more – will have well, out um, tush-push Jalen Hurts in this game. Oh, He'll have geez. two to one. That's the only thing I can think of at short, short notice. All right. Tush push. The tush bu- push. Out tush push. The other t- t- All right. Buffalo, Buffalo butt shove. The Philly tush push. There we go. Buffalo butt mm-hmm. shove sounds good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo butt shove sounds. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to put an explicit warning on that. We start talking about <laughs> Buffalo uh, butt shoves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my two hot takes this week is going to be, uh, I'm kind of going on the running back train with you on this one. I think Joe Mixon's going to have two touchdowns this week as well. Joe Mixon. Uh, against Mixing the Steelers. It up. Going to mix it up on that one. And going back to the Panthers and the Titans game, uh, I kind of hinted at it earlier on. Uh, the Panthers were able to win their first game uh, uh, back against the Texans because Bryce Young had zero turnovers. 
I'm going to say the Panthers win this game, and Bryce Young has zero turnovers. Ooh, let's go Panthers! Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Not turning over. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Fair I'm enough. going to throw another like a hot take. Okay. I think uh, right. Bryce Young will throw a pass for at least 25 yards in here. Oh, that's, that's a very hot take. That is a hot, hot take. One twenty-five yard pass. Uso, uso caliente. Uh, but that will do it for the Week 12 edition of Double Doinks and Sackles. Teaching you how to football. My name has been Travis. My name has been Fernando. My name sometimes changes, but it's Jimmy G the Stat Boy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the name changes. Yeah, sometimes it goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will uh, be back with you 15 people next week. Enjoy football. Oh, we got five and a happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.